When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a tough week for the Chicago Bears because they're going to run into the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. This season so far has been a tough season for this Chicago Bears team, but things have gotten weird in Chicago. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons. Find him on social at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So let's, there's a lot of drama. Let's start parsing through what's happening here in Chicago, Ian, and Let's start with Alan Williams because the Bears D coordinator, he resigned. The circumstances have gotten weird around his resignation here. He stepped away from the team last week, okay? He cited personal issues. Head coach Matt Eberflus took over the play calling on defense against the Bucks. Of course, the Bears lost to the Bucks 27 to 17 on Sunday. But now there's all sorts of rumors on social media. There's rumors about police raids and the Bears are having to come out and say none of that's true. The Bears facility hasn't been raided. Alan Williams home hasn't been raided to the most of our knowledge. And now they're citing health reasons that Alan Williams is dealing with something personal, maybe some health issues here. And that's why he's left the team. I'm not sure what to make of all of this. Well, to me, Alan Williams isn't the biggest part. And by the way, you almost drew me off sides because when you, when you started this, we were just talking about a certain head coach uh, for one of my teams and that has been recently terminated, meaning Babcock with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I really thought you were about to start there. And I, 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 we were not going to be friends any longer. But anyway. <laughs> I actually wanted to didn't. start there because that's <laughs> that story very much interests me. So I do want we'll to get, get to, to it. it. We, we will, will get to it on this show. Don't you worry, hockey fans. It's not fans. about hockey. It's about personal space, right? Right. But, but to me, it's not even Alan Williams. I mean, he released a statement saying, quote, I'm taking a step back to take care of my health and family. I appreciate the opportunity to work for the Bears, a story in about franchise with a rich history. And then I don't know Alan Williams well. Uh, I, I would call him an acquaintance. I've covered him a lot. You know, my brother coached with him in Detroit. And everything I know about Alan Williams, and you talked to Mike Tomlin, who was a teammate of his, by the way, in college. I mean, it, it, Alan Williams has a phenomenal reputation around the National Football League. To me, the bigger part of this whole thing, and, and, and the Bears have said their, their facilities weren't raided. Alan Williams's house was not raided. Whatever. This is, that, that part, it's a lot of rumor there. I don't, I don't like talking about rumor and especially a man's personal life. But, man, you talk about what, what Justin Fields said, Amber. That, to me, is the biggest part of what's going on with the, with the Chicago Bears. It's not even Allen Williams. It's what the hell is going on on the offensive side of the football with your first-round draft pick at the most important position in sports and Justin Fields. Where, he's talk, where he was asked, why do you look robotic? And his answer was coaching. Yeah. He Damn. Really, All right, he here really, we go. Now, he, I mean, so you've gone from Allen Williams, now no longer the D.C. Justin Fields saying he looks robotic because of coaching – it's like, what in the hell is now going on in Chicago? 
Yeah, Justin Fields seemed to really step in it. He later called the press back in order to clarify, but let's start with that comment that Ian alluded to. Here's the quarterback of the Bears. I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just... Not, not not playing like myself. So um, um, my goal this week is just to say effort and just go out there and you know play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and playing off of instincts rather than just you know so much so to say info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean just going back to it's a game. Um, and, and, and that's it because that's when you know I play my best is when I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself so bump all the you know what I should do what I this and that like pocket stuff like I'm gonna go out there and be me he's gonna go out there and be him he needs to just go out there and play football it felt like Justin Fields was blaming the coaches for his shortcomings so far this season against the Bucks. Justin Fields was 16 of 29, 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions against the Packers, 24 of 37, 216 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He then thought about that comment and he decided, I should probably call back the media. I should probably walk that back. So he asked the media to come back to clarify his original comments. Here is Justin Fields from the locker room. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches. Never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. It's a drop pass. It should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else in this organization, my teammates. Never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because, you know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. And I try to give y'all the information y'all want before you guys drop. So um, I'm going to do that. And in the future, like, but I ask you guys to, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. He walked it back. I give him credit for thinking about it. And realizing, Ian, that he just said something that is going to light the world on fire in Chicago. And two of the top headlines, if you go to any major sports website, two of the top headlines in, in what is called the stack on the right side of your of your old internet page are the Chicago Bears. Alan mm-hmm. Williams, which you alluded to, and then now Justin Fields, blaming coaching. And he, where I come from in Louisiana, we call that crawfishing. Because crawfish, when they're scared, you know what they do? They backpedal. And that is. I did not know that, by the way. I had no idea. He crawfished (laughs) big time. He walked it back like a scared crawfish, man. And again, quote, when he was asked about what's going on in the lack of production offensively, quote, you know, could be coaching, I think. At the end of the day, they're doing their job when they are giving me what to look at. But at the end of the day, I can't be thinking about that when it when it when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's time to play free at that point. Thinking less, play more. My goal this week is, is to say "eff it." That clip you just heard, and he goes on to talk about coaching, and he needs to think less. And then he just says that. Well, why did you say the latter part? Because a lot of people were, and I'm sure in the organization went, "Hey." Uh, coach wants to see you. Mm-hmm. 
head on down to the coach's office. The GM is also probably in there. Who knows, right? And it's so you want to elaborate on this? What can we do to make you better? I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure it got kind of awkward, and then you heard a different tone there, an aggressive tone toward the media. But, Justin, you said it. They reported it. We played the entire clip, right? We didn't cut it. And here we are. I mean, it, it's, it, it is nasty right now in Chicago. And the, and the most remarkable part to me, Amber, is I'll, I, I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. I covered him a lot at, at Ohio State. And you give that guy time, you put him in the right system, and I really believe he can be a remarkable quarterback in the National Football League. But as you and I talked about on Monday, he's just not seeing the field well. I mean, he had on two snaps nearly five seconds, one of them 5.1 seconds to get rid of the football. And he had his tight end wide open, like ordering a milkshake and a hamburger in the middle of the field going for a touchdown. Here, just throw me the football. And he never saw him Mm -hmm. in five seconds. So I don't know what it is, but, man, there's a lot, and I do mean a lot, going on in Chicago. And what's sad is that Chicago is one of those teams, and I'm curious if you agree or disagree with this, that when they're really good, the monsters of the midway, the 85 Bears, right? I mean, that's, a, that's an iconic logo. And when they're good, the league is better for it. And when they're not, it, 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 I don't – it's the NFL is still. I mean, there's only 32 teams, but Chicago is one of those brands that goes back a long. Papa Bear, Hollis, Mike Ditka, going down the list, right? The the game is better when they're good. Iconic logo, iconic stadium. You're right. Certainly one of those franchises that a lot of people talk about. The NFL needs the Chicago Bears to be good because it makes everything better. Now, it's been a long time since we've seen that, frankly, yeah. and the NFL is doing just fine <laughs> without them being great. But it would be nice if we got to see good football and if we got to see good football around Justin Fields because he did have those moments last season of showing us the talent that he possesses. I don't know. I mean, Justin Fields plays offense, right? I mean, I don't know what Allen Williams has to do with this situation. It's just these things adding up, these weird things in Chicago, one on top of the other. And I don't like to chastise players because I always want more transparency from athletes, especially in the NFL. The coach speak, the predictable answers, the, the jargon that we always hear over and over again. It drives me nuts. But the reason that these guys don't give us anything is because the second they do, that they give you any snippet of anything, we run with it, right? So I try not to pile on to that degree when Justin Fields wants to be a little bit transparent and maybe allude to an issue there with the coaching. But the reality is that when you make that... Uh, when you when you make that pseudo accusation, I won't call it an accusation, but when you allude to that issue existing within your organization, then we are all going to talk about it. So he tried to walk it back a little too late because we Raw all fishing. heard what he said. I want more of that, not less of that. I love I love when they spill the tea, but Justin Fields probably not so happy, frankly, that he did. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian. Things might not be quite as bad in Cleveland as they are in Chicago right now, but it's still not going great for the Cleveland Browns. We'll get into it. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What are we doing, Deshaun Watson? You are not only playing poorly, the ball looks awful coming out of your hand, but you are actively costing your team opportunities in a game that frankly should have been unlosable. He did not look comfortable, but even last year, this was not the Deshaun Watson that we had seen during those years with the Texans. And it is a different offense, but he's had time now. And this is just my theory on this. I don't think he's putting in the work. I think that's the problem. Kareem Hunt is once again a member of the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are bringing back Hunt to help patch up their backfield in the wake of that season-ending injury to Nick Chubb. It will now be Hunt and Jerome Ford in that backfield. $4 million is what's being reported by Adam Schefter. One-year deal for Kareem Hunt. His familiarity with the system, Ian, I mean, this was a no-brainer that they were going to immediately target Hunt and bring him back into this offense. That's the eh, okay news. I won't call it good news. You don't want to lose Nick Chubb. So that so the, the reason that you're even going to Kareem Hunt is bad news, but I guess that's the okay news that you had a guy who would be familiar with your system to go ahead and target immediately and bring back in. The bad news is that this Browns tre- team is Struggle City and that Deshaun Watson's contract right now continues to look like the worst contract in NFL history. And the moment you are spot on, and by the way, our guy Chris Carlin, there's no game in the NFL that is unlosable, especially in Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football when they have the best home record in the history of the game on Monday Night Football. There is no such thing as an unlosable game. That's what Carlin called it? Yeah, in that, that rejoin right there. He said oh, it's unlosable. I, well, I wasn't even... Yes. Uh, oh, you, you just I out. tuned you, you just, Chris Carlin you, out. You know, those guys. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe. But, 12 to 3. I, I, every day, right here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> but look, I mean, the Steelers' defense, I mean, on the road Monday night, yeah, that's not unlosable. But Deshaun Watson, he was right about this. The ball just doesn't look right coming out of his hands. I mean, and then he, like, he was under assault by that outstanding Steelers' defense. But the point is, I mean, you know, this Browns punch, you know, They've got a remarkable defensive group. They had a great running back room. Now Chubb's out. Now you bring back Kareem Hunt. I was interested. I was kind of curious to see if they're going to call the Colts about Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, they went with Hunt. One cheaper, two uh, on a one-year, four million dollar contract, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and his familiarity with the system. But th- this Browns bunch right now, especially with Deshaun Watson in that two hundred and thirty million dollar guaranteed contract is looking like a big-time bad investment. And I mean just plumbers into the pipes bad investment. And remember, when he got when Jimmy Haslam, owner of the Browns, 
signed him to that deal and gave all those first-round draft picks away to, to, the, to the Texans after their, all the massages that Deshaun Watson got, right? There were 31 other owners that, that scratched him off the Christmas card list. Like, he was no longer invited to the NFL owners' Christmas party. They want him to burn in football hell because of that contract. And look what it's done, by the way, to quarterback contracts. I mean, it escalated everybody. But right now, the Browns don't look right. And you go, and, and, and the biggest part is not even Nick Chubb with that grotesque injury, which I cannot watch again. But it's the quarterback, the $230 million quarterback, Amber, that especially does not look right when you have a Super Bowl-caliber type defense. It's helped balloon the contracts, but really I think that's more the salary cap than anything else, the increasing salary cap here over the next few years. But then also when it comes to the guaranteed money, none of these other guys have touched it. And so that feels like an outlier when it comes to the guaranteed. And the way things have gone with Deshaun Watson thus far ain't helping that conversation. You know, it's no wonder that the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts or even just the restructure the that Mahomes you saw with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right. It's no wonder that none of them, though, are where Deshaun Watson is in terms of guaranteed money because Deshaun, the results of it with Deshaun Watson are not helpful, frankly, to the conversation, at least not right now. And it was one thing when we saw Deshaun Watson look like this last year because he hadn't played football for so long. You knew that there was going to be rust. It was a throwaway year for the Browns because of how long that suspension was. But this year, he had a full training camp. He's supposed to be the one. This was supposed to be the one. We're supposed to see the fruits of all the labor now. And we ain't seeing it. He started the night against the Steelers with a pick six. He ended the night with Pittsburgh scoring a go-ahead touchdown in the fourth off of a Deshaun Watson fumble. The Browns were leading 22-19 late in that game. He was hit by Highsmith. T.J. Watts scoops up the fumble, returns at 17 yards for the touchdown. The Steelers scored 14 points off of those two Watson turnovers. He could not rally his Browns. The Steelers hold on to win. He completed 22 of 40 passes, 235 Mm. yards, had a 70 passer rating, three total turnovers in that game. And the pick six, it was not an accurate throw, but... When your receiver gets, or in this case, a tight end gets two hands on it, I'm not going to put that on the quarterback. You know, and now it, it could, it, it was not a perfect throw by any stretch of the imagination, but catch the damn football. And as a guy who had the Steelers plus two, I kind of loved it in the <laughs> moment, right? I mean, sorry. But overall, you're right. I mean, he, he just, it wasn't, it, there was nothing right about it. So I give a full credit to the Steelers. For and, and, and that defense, and especially when you heard the fire Matt Canada chance with that rabid fan base, and it is. I mean, I you ever go to a game, folks, in Pittsburgh, and when they crank up Renegade, oh my gosh, I mean, the fillings in your teeth are going to rattle loose. It, it is, it's a college type environment, and when they started chanting fire Matt Canada, I loved Mike Tomlin's response. You know, just calling, hey, we, we're in the entertainment business and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we won, we won a, a tough game against a division rival. But we're, we want our fan base fat, spoiled, and happy. A, a, a direct shot at them asking for his OC to be canned. That's Steeler football. I mean, that's Mike Tomlin. But on the other side, that's Cleveland Browns football. And right now, in the moment, that's Deshaun Watson. 
Eric Metcalf, former Browns pro bowler, three-time pro bowler, was on Unsportsmanlike, and he was asked, what's more of a concern, the loss of Nick Chubb or Watson's play? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, because we, we, we go as Nick Chubb is, goes, uh, had been going, and, but we need Deshaun to play better right now. I mean, the offense hasn't played like we expected to. The defense has been holding down the fort right now. But I think when, you, when you're talking about in the grand scheme of things, um, the, what Nick Chubb and the running game bring to the team and, and what he brings to the team as a player and in the locker room, that, that, that seems to be bigger at, as of right now. I, I would argue that Watson's play is a bigger concern because at least if Watson was playing at that elite level that we saw, you know, 2019 Houston Texans to Sean Watson, you would think that he could make up for somewhat of that loss of Nick Chubb. You're never going to entirely make up for the loss of that back, right? But it wouldn't look quite as ugly. He'd be able to carry the offense. There's no confidence right now that Deshaun Watson is capable of carrying this offense. He wasn't carrying it when Nick Chubb was out there in the backfield. How is he going to carry it now? Coming up next, we go back to the Chicago Bears or whatever the heck is going on in Chicago. ESPN Radio is on the app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Mayfield takes a low snap, looks up field, throws a fade route toward the sideline, toward the end zone. Caught ball! Caught ball! Touchdown, Tampa Bay! Mike Evans with another huge grab! When we grow in this offense, continue to get better and better, we're going to be able to do whatever we want. I think we have a long way to go, but um, you know, if we keep working, we'll get there. You know, I think everybody has to keep that mindset. You know, I, I think in this position, you, know, you can do one or two things, and that's either lay down and just kind of throw in the towel and you know, say whatever. Well, the Chicago Bears are going to have to keep working because they see the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, 425 p.m. kickoff. It has not been an easy season so far. 
for the Chicago Bears. Lots of drama right now as well in Chicago. Let's take it out to Chicago to have a conversation about the Bears, bringing in some help with that. Alex Brown, former Bears D-end, joining us here on Amber and Ian. And Alex, thanks so much for your time. Justin Fields today had some very interesting comments. I don't know if you heard. He said when he was asked why he overthinks things in games. He said, quote, you know, it could be coaching, I think, end quote. He went on to explain. He then later called the media back into the locker room to clarify that he's not trying to blame anything on his coaches. What did you make of Fields' comments today? Yeah, um, first of all, thanks thanks for having me on. And uh, But I, I think what he meant, I think he, I'm glad he came back and kind of clarified it. What he meant was that, this is what the coaches are. This is what they're trying to teach me. This is what we're trying to learn here. So it just it just came out wrong, and it came out when I read it, and then when I heard it, I was like, Ugh. I know that that could be taken a certain way. So, and a lot of people did take it that way, but I'm glad he came back and said what he said as far as clearing that up. That he's never going to blame anybody for his his uh his performance and why he's not playing well. So I'm glad he came back and took ownership of that. Yeah, well, he crawfished it, right? He walked it back and kind of covered it. Right? So, I mean, but, he did, but he said it. Do you believe? And look, I, 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 I had it up. I spent a lot of time with Justin Fields when he was at Ohio State. I mean, he covered him a lot, and mm-hmm. I think he's a hell of a player and can be a really, really good NFL quarterback. But when you have four point nine seconds on one play and 5.2 seconds on another, and you've got multiple wideouts, including your tight end wide open in the end zone, ordering a, a stake and, and all the fixings in the end zone, just camped out with nobody mm-hmm. around them. As a defensive yep. guy, when you see that, what immediately comes to mind? That we can get in his head. That we can, if we show him different things, we can make him think, overthink things. And I think in his comments he said today, he said he was being robotic, and I think that's what he was doing. When you come out of the huddle and let's say your read is supposed to be this or your the play is this, well, nobody's covering the receiver. Just snap the ball and throw it to him, you know, like like that type of stuff. Just play ball the way you always have. And I think what the Bears have done is, like, quite honestly, coach the Justin Fields out of Justin Fields. That's what they've done. He doesn't even look to run. He, he's not trying to run. He's not looking for those lanes. Those lanes are coming up. When he runs, it opens up so much more uh, in that offense. We saw uh, we saw that last year, the last six or seven games of the season. He, he was probably the most dynamic player in the NFL uh, the last uh, half of the season. So if he can be that guy, then he is the guy they're looking for. If he can't, then they'll move on from him. Former Bears D-end and NBC Sports Chicago analyst Alex Brown joining us here on Amber and Ian. Is that the biggest problem, Alex, that they are coaching the Justin Fields out of Justin Fields? Is that what is the issue right now with the Bears, or is there a bigger one? No, I think that's what it is. I mean, with Justin, I'm just speaking um, Justin alone. I mean, the, the team itself, but we can't stop the run. We can't rush the quarterback. There's a lot of different issues. Um on the football team, but this football team is more talented than last year's football team. And the beginning of the season, the first two games, they've looked a lot like last year's football team outside of Justin playing like he played last year. So uh, it, there are some things that have gotten better, but Justin has to be special. 
And if he's special, I think we will see that this team has a lot more talent than the first two games have shown. So uh, they definitely have more talent than they had last year. The linebackers are way more talented than they were uh, than they were a year ago. The secondary is kind of beat up right now, but once they come back, I think they can they can be an above average football team. But it, it all starts with Justin being that special player that they drafted him to be. Alex, let's go away from the Bears. Go back to your mm-hmm. rush end, edge rusher d- days where you spent nearly a decade <laughs> in the NFL. You were an All-American at Florida. I'm amazed that Amber didn't start with that. We'll I was trying to be professional, moment, Ian. Right? I was trying to keep it professional. There we go. If I could give you <laughs> one Gators. guy, your choice to play opposite you as a rush end, I give you Micah Parsons, I give you T.J. Watt. Which one are you taking? I'm, I mean, uh, oof. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Because you know one of those guys, uh, I, I, they're, I, getting, they're getting chipped. You aren't. You're going to have a free rush. They are. Right? So, they are. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. I think I'll go with um, uh, T.J. Watt, and I'm going to say why, because he plays the left side and I played the right, so he okay. wouldn't take any of my reps away. So I would probably go with T.J. Watt, but – Honestly, you can close your eyes and just pick one. It doesn't really matter. They are phenomenal players. I mean, Michael Parsons, he just may be. And I think people, when they say the next closest thing to Lawrence Taylor, well, I don't ever want to forget Derek, uh, Derek Thomas in that. So I think he is in that mold of rushing the quarterback with Derek, with DT and Lawrence Taylor. He's just got to stay healthy and keep keep that hunger. Uh, yeah, he's the, the sky's the limit, truly, for both of them. But Michael Parsons can truly win. Uh, he can win MVP. I, I think he is the defensive player that could actually go and win MVP. He's that good. Hold on, Alex. Come on. Now, look, man. He can. I, I mean, wait a minute. The last guy to do it was the great Lawrence Taylor. And before that, yeah. you, you have to go to an appellate court judge from the Purple People Leaders in 1972 <laughs> yeah. and Alan Page. Those are the only two to mm-hmm. ever do it. You really think that Micah Parsons can win NFL MVP? I, I really do. I think he. I think in his, with his ability, and how much their offense, if their offense is rolling and scoring, so they're forcing the other team to have to throw the ball even more. I think he has a twenty-two, twenty-five sack season in him. You get twenty-five sacks in the NFL in a season. I, I honestly, I don't. I don't know what a quarterback can do on the other side that would just say that that guy has to win MVP. It would be very hard to beat him if he got 25 sacks. And I think he has that in him. I think Sam Howell might have uh, better odds at winning the NFL MVP than Mike, <laughs> which is just, I mean, oh, it's abysmal. That that thing never goes to defensive players as it should. Because certainly both of those guys could be in the they're, conversation they're of deserving it. Alex Brown, former Bears DN, joining us here on Amber and Ian. I want to go back to the Bears for, for just a moment, Alex, because mm-hmm. they departed with their defensive coordinator. There's a lot of weirdness around Alan Williams resigning. I, I'm not so, I'm a mm-hmm that you're not going to comment much on that. I'm more interested, though, on what it means from a team perspective. If you're playing on that defense, all of a sudden he resigns last week. Iberflus is calling the plays there defensively on Sunday. What does that mean moving forward, making that change, not having your coordinator in place? Well, I think, I think um, it's, a tough, it's a tough transition, but I think with your head coach, 
being the defensive coach and understanding the defense, and you got a taste of what he's going to do uh, with that defense. He's going to send a lot more blitzes than uh, than the former defensive coordinator uh, sent. So he gave them a, he gave that front four a lot of room to go make their money, and that's not blitzing at all. Just having that front four rush the quarterback, but with Iberflus, he is going to send blitzes if if you can't. Um, he's going to send a blitz if you can't get home. So that was that was something I, I took from it. I would like that if I was uh, if I was playing on that team. That means you can just get up the field. Every gap is accounted for, and now you just get up the field and get after the quarterback. So we need that. We we need that aggression. That that aggression. We need that aggressive play calling because we're not good enough to just sit back and beat people the regular way. I'll say we need the takeaways. We have to have the big splash plays, not only on offense but on defense as well. So. I think Eberflus calling the plays is going to give him opportunity to get that done. Go to where Amber's not going to, but she wants to hear it anyway, and that is the Florida Gators. You were a two-time <laughs> yes, All-American sir. SEC Defensive Player of the Year. You're in the Florida Damn Hall of Fame. One, how big mm-hmm. was that one for the Gators against Tennessee? And two, where do you see a win like that? What does that do for a program? Oh, it's huge. Well, I don't want to be too petty here, but like you said, two-time All-American. I was three-time. I was two-time first team. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, tell him. Tell him, Alex. Tell him. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's not okay. No, top of my it's head. not okay. Coach, I thought it was pretty good off the top of my head, but hey, go ahead. Continue. No, it was. No, it was. It was really good. But I, I think that's a, that win really helps uh, Billy Napier and gives the fans, and well, not only the fans, I'm the the people that his bosses like some type of uh, some type of confidence that things are going in the right direction because a lot of people had Tennessee up there. They're a ranked football team. They played really well last year. They had a lot of players. They lost some players in the draft, but they had a lot of players um, that are really talented coming back. And the Gators do what the Gators do, what they've done since 2003 at home, and that's beat Tennessee. So Tennessee's not coming in there and winning. And I thought they did a good job. They played hard football. They ran the ball. It showed the toughness of the football team. You don't turn the ball over. If you take the ball away and you can control the line of scrimmage, I think they found out that they can win a lot of football games and against a good team. So, But it doesn't get easier in the SEC. The next week, um, probably not this week, but the following week, um, they'll have another tough task. And that's where it's, you just got to keep building on it. Um, but this is a great start, great win against a rival uh, that we have, so I, I love it. I love it for the for the team and for the school. Three time All American, three time <laughs> LSEC selection, two thousand and one yes, SEC yes. Defensive Player of the Year finalist for the yes. Nagurski and Lombardi Awards. She's his reading. senior, She's senior reading, plus, Alex. it's not plus, fair. Plus, oh by the way, is, he also, he also played the in the league for, for nine sure, years. Amber. There you go, Amber, Alex. I'm sure, I'm sure this is off the cuff, right? This is off. All, the cuff. I was you just off this. the top of my head. I just remember it all. Right. It was such a beautiful, beautiful career at the University of Florida. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian. Cheater. We roll along. <laughs> Would you be surprised if it's a fun little game? We'll get into that next. 
rolling along here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We like to play some games here on Amber and Ian. Fun little new feature we're trying out. It's called Would You Be Surprised If? The Brainchild of James Steele. That's scary. Yeah. I'm, is this the mu- I'm very- I feel like I... I feel like we use this music for other stuff. So I don't, well, this is NFL stuff. I'm, so, I know. Uh, Way to call attention to it, Amber. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm very smart. Also, we have no imaging yet for this segment. Yeah, I'm very smart, and I came up call with this just off the top of my head. Of course right you now. did. Never right. been done in the history of no, oh, sports yeah, radio. Very, very original. Uh, As are all, all of our segments. Correct. Mm-hmm. Nobody does the stuff that we do. Nope. We have the best stuff. All right. So, Ian. Would you be surprised if Joe Burrow and the Bengals missed the playoffs? Yes, I would. Uh, I, I expect Joe Burrow to be able to come back from this calf injury, even if you have to give him a week off. They're, they're just too talented. So, uh, you know, even as a wild card coming out of that division, down 0-2 in division play already, which is another reason I, I've harped on it for a long time, why you should not have multiple division games in the first two weeks of the season for any team. I would be surprised if Burrow and the Bengals missed the playoffs. I would be shocked if Burrow and the Bengals miss the playoffs. Now, if this calf injury turns into be something even more severe than we're realizing, then fine. Then we can have another conversation on the back end. But if it's him missing a couple weeks, a slow start for the Bengals. We've seen a slow start for the Bengals before. We've seen them start 0-2 before. So, yes, I would be surprised and shocked, frankly, if they can't get it together the second half of the season in a monster way, dominate teams and get back to true Bengals form. Hey, James, to Amber's point, they've started 0-2 for the last five years. Yep. That's an AFC championship appearance and a Super Bowl appearance. So there you go. Ain't nothing Ain't nothing but another year for them. Just <laughs> going. It's just, just normal. This is protocol. Yeah, the Chiefs make the AFC championship game and the Bengals start 0-2. That's just normalities in there the AFC. All right. There you go. So, uh, yeah, and I don't know if you knew this, but Amber was really rooting for uh, Kyle Trask to be the starting quarterback for the Bucks. I don't yeah, know why. Gator. Uh, go Gator. Yeah, that's that's why. Not uh, going well for me, so though. Am- Baker looks, uh, Amber, looks pretty good. Would you be surprised if Baker and the Bucks turned out to be legit contenders in the NFC? I'm, I'm going to... Would I be surprised if they turn out to be legit? What do we mean by con- legit contenders? In would the I NFC. be shocked? It's the NFC. So would I be shocked if the Bucks are in a position for you know a wild card spot into the postseason? Is that a legit contender? Or are we talking Super Bowl contenders? I would be shocked if they're an actual Super Bowl contender. Yes, I would not be so shocked if they are in a position to make the postseason. And the reason for that is because we've been talking about a weak NFC for months leading into this season, and that NFC South right now. Now is shockingly in a situation with three 2-0 teams that none of us saw coming. But for me, out of those teams, the Bucks with the way Baker's playing and the fact that they still do have some of those big names on that team. We all just forgot that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still there and have super a Super Bowl ring on their fingers. So if it keeps up, it wouldn't be the craziest thing that's ever happened, no. But I would be shocked if they're actually contending for a Super Bowl, Ian. So the word contender is, you know, I need I need a little bit more of a description there. NFC South coming into week one, projected as the worst division in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Right now, three undefeated teams, and then the Carolina Panthers at 0-2. I mean, it's one of the best 
it's one right, of the best divisions you know, I don't know in the NFL really by know the numbers. Through two weeks, but I, I know this: Baker Mayfield is playing his tail off right now, and Devin White, all hug team, obviously from LSU. I mean, Levante David, Vita Vita Vea is not human. I mean, what this dude does at 350 pounds, the way he moves, it's just it's naughty. So with that defense. And if Baker Mayfield continues to manage a game the way he is, would I be surprised if they if they make the playoffs? Hell no. Absolutely not. They could win that division. Wouldn't be shocking. Man, it'd be I wouldn't be shocked too. if Atlanta won be, it. I, I, I called Atlanta now. before the season began as a 10-win type team. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta did. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints did the way their defense is playing. And, I, and now, with what we've seen in a very small sample size, Tampa's right there in the mix with those two. Ian, would you be surprised if Russell Wilson got benched at some point this season? Hell no. And I said that, remember, last week, I said, watch out for week seven or eight. Sean Payton's patience might run out with old Russ. Simple answer. Hell no, I would not be surprised. Yes, I would be surprised. I would I would be surprised. I mean, Jared Stidham's going to be better than Russell Wilson, maybe. But what's the point when you're paying Russell Wilson so much money? And if you're not going to be in a situation to actually contend anyways, Sean Payton's not getting fired after one season at the helm, right? It's not like his job's on the line and he has to go to Stidham because he's got to win games here in the second half of the season. So, frankly, I, I'm not sure what I see as the purpose of doing that. It Sending feels a message like, to the rest of the team. I, I, well, I mean, what's the message? You're not going to be able to move off that contract. So what's the message? Yeah, the it, message is you have to make it work with this guy. This is your quarterback. you got to make it work. Because otherwise the money, I mean, it's, it's working against you. The it's Sean stuck. Payton I know from New Orleans does not care about your contract, about your status. He cares about winning games. That's it. Amber, would you be surprised if... Tua won MVP? No, I think he's actually, right now, he has the best odds, doesn't he, to win MVP? So I will say at this point, at this point, no, because of that. Now, the Dolphins fan in me, which, you know, I've said many times, the Dolphins cannot have nice things. So it would be shocking (laughs) if things continue this way and go according to plan. Because it feels like the other shoe has to fall, right? Everybody's in on the Dolphins. Everybody's talking about how they probably have the best offense in the league. That's a really uncomfortable situation to be in as a Dolphins fan because it just feels so weird. It's like being a Jets fan when you you were the hottest thing on the top of everybody's mind coming into the season. Look how that went for New York, right? It's these cursed franchises. If you're a Dolphins fan, you're a little worried the other shoe is going to drop. But right now he's got the best odds. And he looks fabulous. If he can stay healthy, Ian, it wouldn't be so shocking at all. I'm with you. And I would say not just no, but hell no, I would not be surprised. If he stays healthy, that Tua wins MVP. He, he's been he's been that good. And then for people who just – it drives me nuts when people just kind of give up on quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks, either midway through their rookie campaign or even in halfway through their sophomore season. This dude is legit. And he looks like the guy we saw at Alabama. That's how good he looks right now. I tell you what, the Dolphins are going to have to pony up a whole lot of money for that guy because right now they didn't. They picked up that fifth-year option. They didn't give him the extension because of the concerns with health. But if he can stay healthy, they won't have helped themselves with the direction of the way these contracts have gone for quarterbacks. If he continues to play this way, woo, it's about to be an expensive day for the Miami Dolphins. Coming up <laughs> next, the Colorado Buffaloes, are they 
Now, Canada's team, we will get into that. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app.